Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host and soul-centered leadership coach, Anastasia Burtnick. If you are a spiritual seeker looking to learn, grow, and make deep and lasting change in your life, you are in the right place, my friend. I'll be serving you up juicy topics on soul work, relationships, purpose, power, and everything in between. Together, we are going to dive deep into our hearts and souls so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. Man, I am riding a high right now. I am just so pumped and so energized. I have had a busy morning so far. Um, There's been a lot going on over the past week that I have been creating and doing for you guys. And it's, I'm just like riding, I seriously am riding this high. I had a, a private session with one of my private clients this morning and it was amazing. And then I also had a discovery call um, with someone for my new pain program. So don't quote me on this yet because I'm still kind of coming up with the title, but I think it's going to be called Body of Wellness. Um, so I'm creating this really beautiful 90-day coaching program for you guys. It starts um, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. So this program is something I am so excited and passionate about. It's something I've been working on for a long time, and it's finally just coming together. So it is a 90-day group coaching program, and it is all about helping you heal your physical body from pain, from illness. Um, Because if you've listened to any of my other episodes, I always talk about emotion and how emotion is energy in motion. Emotion. And when we go through really hard experiences or traumas, and a trauma is any type of emotion that in that moment, our body and our mind cannot process. So that is, that's what a trauma is. So it doesn't have to be big. It can be a little thing, but it still has this really heavy energy. And when those energies get stuck in our physical bodies, in our auric fields, it actually creates pain and disease. So what this group coaching program is all about is about teaching you how to emotionally heal, how to identify what blocks and what triggers are coming up for you so that you can heal past wounds, heal things that are going to come up in the future. I'm going to give you this whole beautiful toolbox of things that you can use to really change and impact your life in a good way. And the other thing that it's going to do is it's going to give you practical tools as well um, so that while you are doing the healing, you can actually immediately start making changes that are going to improve your physical well-being as well as your mental and emotional well-being. So I am attacking this pain and this illness on all levels from a physical standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, I'm working with you on all levels so that you can heal. And the reason I am doing this is because this work has changed my own life. And, you know, honestly, I don't know where I would be if I hadn't done this work on myself. 
the, the energy healing, the emotional healing. I have been doing this for a long time as well as the physical healing, not just things like massage and physio, but actually learning how to work with my physical body when it's not sending me the right signals. So I'm going to be teaching you all of that in this 90 day group coaching program. So if you are someone that is suffering with chronic pain or a chronic illness or disease, um, doesn't matter what it is. It could be something like migraines. It could be IBS. It could be um, polycystic ovary syndrome. It could be endometriosis. Like it could be anything. It doesn't matter how it's manifesting in your body. If you are living with something like that and you want to change your life and you're you're tired of putting band-aids on it, then reach out to me. See if this program is a good fit for you. I promise you that if you reach out to me and this is the right fit for you, you will not be disappointed because you will be able to heal. You know, our bodies are... Oh, they are really miraculous. The things that they can do, oh, like it, it really is incredible when you come and think about it. And we have so much more power over our bodies and over our life than we've ever been taught. And I really want to teach you how to take that power back. I want to teach you how to be the driver of your life rather than having your pain or your illness, your disease, be the driver. I want you to be in control of your life, not the other way around. So if this sounds interesting to you, or if you're curious at all, even if you are like, I don't know how that would ever work, just reach out to me. If, if you are living with chronic pain or chronic illness, reach out to me because I want to help you. And if my program's not right for you, I can give you even more tools to help you in your daily life. So just reach out, send me an email or reach out over social media. All of the links are down in the show notes and, or you can just search me on any social media for Anastasia Burtnick. Um, and I am there. So make sure you reach out to me. The program starts May the 4th and you don't want to miss out. Okay. Now let's get into the juicy beefiness of the episode. So today, what I really want to talk to you about is why we don't heal, why we don't change. You know, whether it is strictly a, a belief system or we're trying to change a routine or we're going deeper into healing our physical bodies, our change and our ability to change and our ability to heal is directly related to the level of our openness and of our belief. So our ability to heal, our ability to change is directly related and is equal to our openness and our level of belief. 
So I will be very honest with you, no matter what you are trying to change, no matter what you are trying to heal or bring into your life, if you do not believe that it is possible, and if you are not open to it as a possibility, you will never achieve it. You will never heal. You will never make changes. It just won't happen because you don't believe it can happen. You know, as a society, we have been taught that in order to believe it, we must first see it. And that is so backwards. That is so backwards because there are so many things that, you know, okay, let me take a step back here. This, this whole needing to see it in order to believe it. What it does is it limits our world. It limits our perception. And it limits what we can actually understand and have and absorb into our life. You know, if you think about science, you know, a lot of people feel like they need scientific proof that things exist. But the, the funny thing about that is while we are waiting on these scientific discoveries, the scientists doing the discoveries are actually believing that they can find something that they can't yet see or quantify. So if a scientist can look for something and believe in something so much so that they're going to prove that it exists, that means that they believe that it does exist. So they're, they are actually believing before they are seeing. And then they believe it, then they see it, and then they, they believe that, okay, yeah, it must be true then. Now, the funny thing is that when scientists do this, a lot of them can be very narrow-minded because they're like, okay, well, I believe it's out there, and now I'm going to try to prove it. And if I don't prove it, that must mean it must not exist. But that's not always the case. You know, you look at scientific advancements over the last like 100 to 200 years, and there have been experiments. um, The one with our energetic fields is a really good one where scientists, I think it was in the late 1800s, they did experiments to prove that there is an actual energy field and divine matrix um, in the world and in ourselves. And back then, they did an experiment. The experiment showed that there is no divine matrix. There is no interconnectedness. There is no energetic field around each and every one of us. Fast forward about 100 years, and scientists repeated that same experiment, but with better technology, better tools, um, just a different understanding of how things work. And they proved it. They proved that there is a divine matrix. They proved that there is an interconnectedness between all of us, that we have our own energetic fields. Everything has an energetic field. They proved this. So if you look at that, it was the exact same experiment, just with better tools a hundred years later. And the original hypothesis back that they made back in the late 1800s was that it existed. They showed that, no, it doesn't exist because they didn't have the tools for it. 
but you fast forward a hundred years and oh wait, no, it actually does exist. So we are all, we are limited by our seeing. So when we need to see something, when we need to prove something in order to believe it, it just limits us. Now, when we believe in something and we don't need to see it to believe it because we just intrinsically know that it's there. We trust that it's there. We trust that we can manifest something. We trust that we can heal. We trust that we're going to take our next breath. We're not thinking about all of these things. We trust that they're going to happen because we, we know that they are going to happen. We believe that they're going to happen. So that belief expands us. It doesn't limit us because by us believing and not needing to see it, we are more deeply connected to everything that is. Even if we can't, even if our human logical mind can't fully comprehend something on a soul level, on a heart level, we know, we trust. So if you live your life from that place of knowing and trusting and believing, you are going to open yourself up to endless opportunities. You are going to open yourself up to profound miracles. And healing is a miracle. And, it, and a miracle does not have to be huge. It can be little. You know, we, we try to put absolutely everything in a box. Our human mind loves boxes. That's, that's where our ego comes in. Our human mind is our ego, and it likes to make sure that everything is in this perfect little box and this perfect little alignment. And if it's not that way, then there's chaos, and it must not be true, and this not, must not be right. We must have it in the box. But it takes away so much of us to put it in a box. Now, our spirit mind, the mind of our soul, of our soul essence that's directly connected to God, source, universe, creator of all that is, that is a divine knowledge that we are connected to because we are connected to the divine matrix. We are connected to consciousness itself. We have a deeper knowing than our human mind can ever fathom. And if we trust in our spirit mind, in our soul, then we truly are limitless. We can experience miracles. We can experience healings. And we're not having to put everything in a box because we don't feel the need to put it in a box because we don't feel the need to understand it on a human level. We understand it on a soul level. So it's, it's so different. It is so different to understand something on a soul level than it is to understand it on a human level. You know, going back to that experiment of, the, of trying to prove that there is a divine matrix, those scientists knew on a soul level that it was there and their human mind got in the way and said, okay, we couldn't prove it, so it must not be true. 
So your human mind in those instances is saying, my soul must be wrong because my humanness can't understand it. And yet we're shown in those experiments a hundred years later that no, your soul was in fact right. It was your humanness that didn't have the tools or the capability to prove it. But your soul knew all along. So when we take that into a healing perspective, the reason that we don't heal, the reason that we don't change our life, that we don't move through blocks is because our human brain gets in the way. And believe me, I've, I have experienced this myself. You know, I, I guess it's been like four years now, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, chronic pain, and, and then fibromyalgia. And if I didn't believe that I could heal, I would still be suffering. Now, I will be very honest, I'm not fully healed. I would not, at this point in time, consider myself to be a normie, a normal person where I'm not experiencing pain at all. I still have days where I have pain. I still have days where I have flare-ups. Um, I still have days where I'm fatigued and I have brain fog and my body is just not working great. But here's the difference. I've done so much of this work and I have been so open to my ability to heal that instead of my pain and the depression, which barely ever even shows its face now, instead of those ruling my life, and, and let me tell you, my pain on a regular daily basis was at usually a six to a seven out of 10. And my flare-ups were at a nine out of 10. Like they were so bad that I couldn't get out of bed. I could barely even lie down. Like I, nothing was comfortable. I was in excruciating pain. And my brain didn't work properly. I couldn't even form sentences. Like it was, it was horrible. So I went from that to now... Generally, my pain on a daily basis is about a two to a three out of 10. And flare-ups, and, and I, I do rarely have them, but when I do have them, they're about five to a six out of 10. Kind of depends on the day. So my flare-up, my bad day level is now less than what my good days used to be, which is crazy. But... If I had not been open to healing and doing all of this energetic work and this emotional work, I would still be in just as much pain. But because I was open, I was able to heal. You know, I believe that Western medicine has a time and a place, but it is not the ultimate healer. Working with our emotions, working with energy, that is the ultimate healer. 
you know, there are some of you that are probably kind of very strongly disagree with this, but you know, if I personally ever had cancer, the first thing I would do would be energy healing. My last resort would be things like chemo and radiation, because that's literally pumping poison into your body. You know, the first thing I would do would be to change my diet, change my life. And, and I mean, I'm already doing these things, but I would take a very different approach because the last thing I would want to do would be to pump poison into my body. Rather, I would get to the root of the issue because every single disease, every single illness, every single symptom that is not supposed to be there, even like a headache, is caused by an emotion. It's caused by a trauma. So it's our responsibility to heal these things. But again, we won't heal if we're not open to it. We need to be open to healing. We need to be willing to change. Our willingness, our openness, our belief, and our ability to heal is what actually allows us to heal. Because you could have the most gifted energy healer on earth. You know, if you really want to get down to it, Jesus Christ, who has performed miracles as was stated in the Bible, he could come down to earth and offer to heal you. But if you're not open to it, it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't heal. So it, it, it doesn't come down to who's doing the healing or how the healing is occurring. It's it's really about your openness to it. You know, one of the other reasons that we typically don't heal is because whatever we are suffering from or living with, whether it's pain and illness, whether it is um, a, a limiting belief, a tough situation that's going on in our life, if we are not moving through it, if we are not healing from it, it's because it serves us in some way. And when something serves us, it's not always a healthy relationship between you and the thing that's, that's serving you. In fact, it can be very toxic and codependent. It's, it's like you are dependent on whatever that illness or that pain or that belief is giving you because in some way it is helping you. So myself, for example, after I was injured and then had surgery, and this is when my, my pain really started becoming very debilitating, I gained 40 pounds. I'm still in the process of losing weight um, and releasing, or rather releasing weight from my body. Um, but I, I gained 40 pounds. And part of it, and the reason that it's been hard for me to let go of this weight is because it served me. And you might be thinking, well, how on earth could that serve you? 
But when my pain was really bad right after my surgery, I also, that was when my depression was at its worst and my anxiety was at its worst. I couldn't even drive near my work without having an anxiety attack. I didn't, and this could be like a several block radius. And the weight served to protect me on an energetic level. It protected me. Um, and then on an emotional level and on a physical level, I started isolating myself. So I, I started hiding within myself. And the more weight I gained, the safer I felt. I didn't have to be seen anymore. And, and you know, there, there were so many things that I was hiding from. I was hiding because I had to fight for care and... I didn't want people to see me on a better day in case they spread rumors about me. And that fear was based in truth because there were people that spread rumors about me that I was faking and that I wasn't real. And so I hid. I hid in every way possible. I lost numerous friendships and relationships. Everyone, basically everyone that I had had contact with in the military that I had a relationship with in the military, those are basically all gone. I have a couple acquaintances left, but there's nothing real there anymore. Part of that is because I hid myself away. Part of that's because I grew. But, you know, I used to get invited to things and I would, I actually would not be able to go because my depression was really bad. My pain was really bad. And it, it was, at that time, all I could do some days was get out of bed. Um, but I stopped getting invited. But part of it was that I, I was hiding away. Part of it was I couldn't do it, but the other part is it was I was hiding. And the more I hid, the more I dimmed my light, the easier it got. But that hiding, that weight gain that kept me safe, that kept me from being looked at, that kept me from being my best self, it also hurt me. It hurt me a lot because I lost physical strength. Uh, I had a lot of so many more body image issues come up. And I had to really work through all of that. And now I'm in the process and I'm still working on it because I'll be honest, this is, this is not something that's going to heal for me overnight. Um, I'm, I'm still working on that, allowing myself to be seen again and to not be afraid to be seen. And this is tied in on so many levels where I'm working on not being afraid to be physically seen, to be comfortable in my body, to be seen having more good days than bad days. Um, and even on an intellectual level and on a spiritual gifts level, I'm allowing myself to be seen and it can be so hard sometimes because 
even as I am working on getting stronger and releasing the weight and coming back into the ideal functioning of my body, that pattern and that safety, even though it's very toxic to me, that safety of not being seen and hiding within my weight and within my body and and not being my true authentic self still at times feels easier and better even when it's hurting me than for me to keep moving past it. Now these underlying commitments, these underlying attachments that we have to our pain or our disease or these beliefs, it's, I mean, they're, they're serving us. The attachments that we have, they are serving us. And we have to choose consciously, often moment by moment, what we're going to do and how we're going to show up. And you know, when people don't change, it's because the pain of the situation that they're in currently, the discomfort of that situation is still not enough for them to risk the uncertainty of moving past it. And then there's identity. Especially when you are living with chronic pain or chronic illness, you identify with that disease. And it becomes a major part of who you are. And oftentimes it just becomes who you are. So if you were to even think about healing it, there are fears that come up there. And, you know, the Western medical system does not help, especially for women, Um, men too, but especially for women. We are constantly told that it's in our heads, that we shouldn't be in pain. We shouldn't be having these symptoms. It shouldn't be affecting us in the way it is. but you're feeling it. It's, it's real. You're feeling it, but we, we shouldn't be. Well, who says that? And we fight so hard in Western medicine to get care, to have our illness or injury or disease recognized. And then we're, we're treated like we're crazy We're treated like we are not good functioning, contributing members of society. We're treated like we're burdens. We're treated like we're faking things. We're treated like we just want some time off and and like nothing's wrong with us. But everything you're feeling is real. And we go through these periods where we're fighting so hard to just to get it recognized by Western medicine that 
we identify with it. And then the fear is that if we heal that, so if I were to fully heal my chronic pain, if I were to fully heal fibromyalgia and never experience a flare up, and I were to go to my doctor and say, I'm fine, I've healed myself. Well, then what do you think would go through your mind? What do you think would go through their mind? They might say, oh, that's wonderful. Or they might say, oh, well, you were clearly faking all along. I was right. <laughs> Those are the, the thoughts that come up when you think about healing. So part of you is afraid that if you actually let yourself heal fully, if you fully let go of it, that it'll negate everything that you've been through. Well, maybe those doctors are right. Maybe it is all in my head. Maybe it's not real. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I was imagining it. I don't know. Maybe they were right all along. They're not. But we're so afraid to heal because we don't want to miss out on things. We don't want to lose care. We don't want to lose the identity and, and the fact that we had to fight so hard. We don't want to lose all the progress that we made. We don't want to erase everything we've been through as if it was nothing. So we hold on to it because that is what we know. That's what we know to be true. And we're afraid to move into health and wellness, vitality. Because if we move into that, what does that mean about everything we experienced? And what does that mean for us moving forward? So there, there are so many things that can keep us from healing. But if we allow ourselves to heal, if we allow ourselves to move past that fear and to trust that what's on the other side of it is the best for us and that it doesn't take away anything that we've experienced we open up so many doors and really it boils down to our openness and our belief. Our openness and our belief is what will change our life. We have to be willing. We have to be willing to take that risk. And know that you can do this in a way that feels safe for you, in a way that you are supported. By letting yourself heal, by being open to it, by believing that you can, by not hanging on to those negative and toxic feelings that even though they're serving us in some way, they're hindering us in more ways. By releasing all of that, you allow yourself to step into this beautiful place of wellness, of vitality. 
And it's just going to open so many doors for you, doors that you never even thought possible. And again, it doesn't take away from everything you've been through. It just means that you don't have to be your disease anymore. It doesn't mean you have to be your pain anymore. There is part of it that may always be there at a low level once you heal. You might heal completely. It's all up to your belief and your willingness to move into something that you've never experienced before or that you're afraid to experience again. You just have to really be open and trust. So if you want help with this, reach out to me. I want to support you in any way that I can. If you want to heal and you are coming up against blocks, let me know. I will help you. Whether it's through my new group coaching program that starts on May 4th, whether it's through doing mini trainings or another podcast episode, or even chatting with you back and forth in the DMs or via email, reach out. You are not alone. I want you to know that you have the strength and you are safe to make changes in your life. You're safe to heal. You are safe to be your best self. You just have to allow it. So reach out. Okay, guys. I love you so much. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. Do you want to feel powerful, vibrant, and happy in your daily life? Get in on my free Walk Your Path to Power Challenge. Head on over and join me at AnastasiaBurtnick.com forward slash power. If you love what you heard today, I would be over the moon if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.